0: Jesus put before the crowds another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field, but while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, Did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, The enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples approached him saying, explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, the one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The son of man will send his angels and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers. And they will throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Let anyone with ears listen. This is the gospel of the Lord. please be seated would you pray with me please speak to us now O Lord open our eyes to your presence in the world open our ears to listen and to respond to your call open our hearts to your love for all people that we will learn and do likewise, amen. Last week, our gospel text focused on the different types of soil that God generously sows into the world. This week, we will focus on what comes out of that soil. So here is a recap Of the story with a few details thrown in as fertilizer for your growth. It seems in the parable that a fellow citizen has intentionally gained access to a farmer's land and had sown what was known as bearded darnel into the farmer's wheat field. Now bearded darnel is known as a noxious weed for when it is young it looks like wheat only after the roots have commingled with the wheat and both plants have become more mature one can distinguish between the two once the workers recognized what had happened, they were greatly concerned and felt the urgent need to get rid of the weeds that could contaminate, even destroy, the crop of wheat that would be harvested. Yet, the farmer tamped down the workers' impatience and patiently instructed them to allow the wheat and the weeds to grow together until the harvest. Then someone else would be responsible to do the separating. Weeds drive me crazy. Like the farm workers in the parable today, I find weeds difficult to ignore. And I spend a significant amount of time and sweat trying to get rid of them or at least trying to stay ahead of them, so I understand the farm worker's desire for wanting to get rid of the weeds. After all, who wants poisonous weeds growing in their crop of wheat? It would be similar for us to find the weed creeping Charlie growing in our recently seeded lawn, or crabgrass overrunning our vegetable gardens. Now, the disciples could not quite grasp the fullness of this story and why anyone would allow poisonous weeds to remain in the field to the detriment of the wheat. So later, when they were alone with Jesus, they asked him to explain the parable. We heard Jesus' explanation that this parable illustrates the activity in the kingdom of God. The Son of Man sows good seed throughout the world while simultaneously The enemy sows bad seed. In the context of this parable, we might ask ourselves, who are the wheat and who are the weeds in the world today? Each of us has a natural tendency to judge people based on our own preconceived notions Of good and evil if we use the premise of this parable we would believe that good morally upstanding people would be wheat and that people who think differently eat differently worship differently or who meet our definition of evil would be weeds Like the workers in the parable, impatience gets the better part of us and causes us to want to take matters into our own hands. And oftentimes, we want to do something that is not meant for us to do. Our interference to weed out others can be passive like ignoring someone or acting like they do not exist or that their need or their concern is of lesser importance than other concerns of the world. Or it can be active, whereby we exclude or further oppress those for whom we consider different or wrong, or bad. Now, we do not need to be reminded of the divisive world in which we live. We see it every day. However, many people are of the firm conviction that their way, their beliefs, and their actions are correct, and everyone else is wrong. Parables are intended to hold up a mirror, if you will, for people to see who they themselves really are. So here is one thing that we need to remember. All people, including you and me, are never purely wheat or purely weeds We want to think we are wheat, but the truth is, there is wheat and weeds within all of us. I'm going to lean heavily into Martin Luther's wisdom this morning, and he says, and you probably learned this if you are a lifelong Lutheran, remember that you learned that we are simultaneously saint and sinner in God's eyes, We are born of the flesh and of the Spirit, created in the image of God, yet we all bear the mark of sin. Martin Luther redefined the word saint, and that is as a forgiven sinner. And that is who we become through our baptism, a beloved child of God, who has received God's grace and forgiveness for all our sin, and who have been given new life in Christ. Even so, all of God's children continue to sin and are in need of God's continual forgiveness. We all need to be freed from external and internal sources that cause us to sin. The things we think or say or do and as illustrated in our text today, our human tendency toward judging others and wanting to ignore or displace them are behaviors that do not express God's love. Life takes its toll on people causing them to act in painfully broken and sinful ways. God knows this even before those sins are confessed, and yet God continues to reach out to us and to others, despite our brokenness, our faults, and our failures. God's love And God is patient and merciful and gracious toward us, toward all people, giving opportunities for us to confess our sin, to grow and to become transformed more into the likeness of Christ. Understanding that we are both wheat and weed, saint and sinner, is a word of warning and a word of comfort. It is a word of warning because we are faced with the painful reality that we are sinners and our sinful nature will always be in us. Martin Luther said, a saint by faith remains a sinner by nature. And the paradox of good and evil within the same person remains until death. We will wrestle with sin of some kind our whole life. It may be judging others based on the color of their skin, the religion they practice, or the messages communicated through a person's tattoos or body piercings we may find ourselves deciding who is part of the in crowd and who is out based on how they are dressed, their possessions, or who they socialize with. Then, on a deeper level, we may turn a blind eye or a deaf ear and fail to speak up and act on behalf of people experiencing oppression or marginalization. But it's a word of comfort because we are not defined or held hostage by our sin and brokenness. God forgives us, saves us, and adopts us as children of the kingdom through Jesus Christ. We cannot make ourselves sinless, nor are we to weed out those for whom we deem as weeds. Wheat and weeds are to remain together until the harvest. Jesus makes it plain that it was not the worker's task, nor is it ours to separate people. Throughout the Gospel of Matthew, we are told time and time again that harvest time will come. And when it does, it is God who will do the separating. Until then, God has been and is present and will be present in this world that contains good and evil. And God remains patiently and lovingly committed to both. So since we cannot solve the weed issue in ourselves or in others, what are we to do? as we live together in this world of good and evil. For us to become less weedy, we are to continue to grow in our knowledge of God and God's love. We are to humble ourselves before God and seek God's will for our lives as individuals and as a faith community. As we grow, we distinguish ourselves by reflecting the image of God in which we are created. Rather than ignoring people who are different, we are to be intentional to look for good in those we believe are weeds. God works through sinners. So as we who are weedy interact with others who are weedy, we are to love our neighbors, love our enemies, love even the ones that annoy us repeatedly. And we are to treat people with kindness, whether we think they deserve it or not. Let's go back just for a moment to my opening weed example. To me a dandelion is a weed and according to a website I consulted it is the number one most hated weed in America. Dandelions are persistent pervasive and stubborn And I can attest to that, because it takes one to know one. But I am wrong. According to one of my Tuesday morning Bible study, Sisters in Christ, unbeknownst to me, dandelions have been used in many forms of traditional medicine throughout the centuries. They are highly nutritious and loaded with vitamins and minerals and fiber and antioxidants. And not only can they be eaten, dandelions make delicious tea. Weediness. God allowed and allows wheat and weeds to grow together. People and lawns will always be a mixture of good and weeds. We can't always tell them apart, so it is in our best interest to refrain from judging. Yet God is patient and loving with us and with the world and calls us, to do the same. So in this parable, Jesus acknowledged then and now and always will be the reality and presence of evil in the world, its destructive nature and the difficulty of getting rid of it. Human sinfulness and evil will always be present in the world, but it can become less in the light of God's grace and love. And that is what we are called to share, to sustain the world in which we live until it is harvest time. May we be faithful to live into the wisdom of this parable. Thanks be to God.